0: With our house rules, who knows it by memory? Just by show of hands. Okay, everybody's eyes closed. Here we go. Here we go. Lower down the music. Just everybody's eyes closed. No cheating. Okay. Number one. Once you're
1: here, you're. Okay, I helped you out that time. Do number two by yourself. No. No cheating.
0: All right, you did good. Number three, try it. No. Uh, some of y'all lost.
1: Number four, no cheating. Five, no PDA. Number six, respect the leaders in, in each other. And number seven, oh, come on, come on, come on. Welcome to Elevate. Every Friday, 7.30, y'all know what it is. Every Friday, we do this, love God and love people.
0: Go to your neighbor right now and squeeze them. If it's appropriate, squeeze them. (laughs) Some of you guys are like, If it's appropriate, squeeze them. And say, I love you. And then everybody, as as a show, as a demonstration to love God, lift your hands up in the air. And give out, I love you, Jesus! Come on now. And our strategy is to connect them into. Come
1: back back, 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 back. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on right now. Our strategy is what?
0: Hallelujah. Y'all can say that with your eyes closed, amen. Every Friday, y'all. Why don't you come up to the front as we get ready for tithes and offering? Tithe and offering. Tithe is what? total percent of your total percent of your total income and offering is whatever you offer to God after your tithe if I can get the band up here for me please today we are taking time to remember the nations that we have around the world it was so cool and I tell you what this past Thursday was my birthday a big two three I'm getting older I'm, I still feel young but the cool thing was it was still the second May second Wednesday and I had the pastor from Nepal, you know, it was already May 3rd in Nepal, come in and say happy birthday. I thought that was really cool. And you know what it reminded me? It's like, man, they're going out there. They're loving Jesus. They have their own lives. They have birthdays. But guess what? The Holy Spirit is moving in Nepal. And so when we collect ties and offering today, whatever we collect today from what you guys give, we're sending it out to them. To Pastor Madhav, to Pastor Amit. And let me tell you guys, you haven't met them, but they're awesome men of God. Okay, so you know what? Before we collect this tithe and offering, we're gonna pray for them, amen? It's always good, a really good thing to do, pray for people. Okay, look to your neighbor and say, I'll pray for you. If you pray for me, that's a good thing to do. Pray for each other. So right now we're gonna pray for the nations, we're gonna lift them up before the Lord, and then we're gonna get into worship. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Father, we thank you for today, God, and we thank you that you have blessed us uh, to be a blessing, God, and right now we just lift up the nations, God, Nepal, India, Pakistan, uh, Father, the Philippines, God, and the nations that you are bringing to us. God, we pray right now, God, that you would just uh, stretch out your hand, God, and provide for them. God, we pray for blessings over the churches, God. God, we pray that you would meet their needs, Father. We pray for a spiritual revival as well, God. God, we pray and we lift up the pastors, God, the people who are leading these things. We pray that you would meet their needs, God, uh, during these times, God. Whatever's going on in their life, Father, I pray that you'd be strong. Your presence would be thick in their services, in their meetings, and their families, God. That nothing will come against them and try to separate them, Father. We come against any attack of the government in Jesus' name because we know, God, your plan is to save all people. And if you believe it, someone say amen. amen. Come on, let's say this in closing. And after we say this, come on up for your tithes and offering. Acts 20, 35, it says, Remembering the words. What do he say? Hallelujah. Come on up as you give for me, please. Hallelujah. This first song is called Holding Nothing Back. By a show of hands, who's heard that song before? I just want to give you the words before we sing it, because you guys are going to be looking at it. Did you know something? that When you know a song, a worship song, and you know it by heart, you don't have to look at the screens and you can just close your eyes and worship Jesus. That's why we sing a lot of old school songs, but I want to sing this newer song. And I want to give you the words really quickly. It says, I am chosen, I am free, I'm living for eternity. Come on now. I'm free now forever. You picked me up, you turned me around, and you set my feet on a solid ground. I'm yours now forever. And then the chorus goes like this. My chains fell off. Come on, someone go like this. My chains fell off. That was good. My chains fell off. My heart was free. Come on. My heart was free. Go like this. Someone, My chains fell off. Here we go. My chains fell off. My heart. Oh, wait. My chains fell off. My heart was free. <laughs> I'm alive to live for you. We lift our hands. I'm alive to live for you. If you guys want to add some like mustard to it, just go ahead. I'm alive to live for you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And he goes, you washed my sin and shame away. The slate is clean, a brand new day. And free now forever. Now, boldly I, approach your throne to claim this crown through Christ my own. I am yours now forever. And it goes back to the chorus. Come on, y'all ready to sing that song? I see I, I see more people over there and less people over here. Can we shift a little bit more?
1: Scoot them down, scooch them down, scooch them down. Scooch them down, scooch, scoot, scoot, scooch, scoot, scoot, Look at your name and say, scooch. Hallelujah. <laughs> Y'all ready to do this the right way? One more time, let's open up a prayer. Father, we just thank you. We ask, God, that you would feel this praise today, God, that you would stir our hearts towards love, that as we sing these songs, Jesus, we would begin to feel the power that is in Jesus Christ. We receive it in this place. And every person in Jesus' name we pray. How can it be? Because you gave everything for me. You gave everything for me. Yeah. Come on, give do prayers? You gave everything, Lord. Jesus, you showed us what it means to love, because you gave it all didn't consider your life something to hold on to, but when you saw us, God, you gave it all, you gave your life, and so God, in return, we're holding nothing back, God, God, we're saying it's our turn to move, God, it's our turn to move, Come on, it's your turn to move, and these times of worship, I dare you to move. Once you are. On. wait for anything else, would you let it work in your heart right now? sin is separate no place I would rather be, there's no place I would rather be. I want more You set a fire down in my soul I can't contain and I can't control I want more of you There's no place for love There's no place for love Who did me? some never be insane some never be, never be, the same. Never be the same. oh come face come find Jesus, I want to know what it is to be in love with you, I want to feel your embrace, I want to feel your embrace, I want to feel your spirit, I want to feel when you said you love me, I want to feel there I sometimes in life some things can happen and we can just come too distracted or just too busy for God
0: sometimes and when we come and sing songs like this it's hard for us to engage it's hard to us to get heartfelt and hard to sing it with the emotion we wonder what's happened what's changed God hasn't changed it's just that we have taken our eyes off of him and God wants to plan the flame of your heart Think about it like this, that in your heart, that when Jesus Christ comes into your life, everything was dead. It was cold, dark, and when Jesus, the Holy Spirit, comes into your life, a fire comes into your heart. You begin to awake. Now you have a purpose. Now you can sense. Now you can feel God. Now you know God. And what happens sometimes if we don't take care of that fire, like any good fire, Without oxygen, without wood, without something for it to burn on, it goes out. God is saying he wants to plan the plan. That he wants to be number one in your life again. That he wants to make that fire big and strong. And God is saying that he wants you to be the sacrifice. So what that means right now, we're going to sing this song again. I don't want you to sing it from your heart. And if you know right now that it's hard for you to sing songs, or right now you don't know Jesus like you should know Him, He's not Lord and Savior of your life. We're gonna give you the chance right now to do just that.
1: Every person in this place doesn't matter if you you're a churchgoer, man. If you're first time, man, if it's your first time, we are excited for you. We
0: congratulate you. Something awesome is gonna happen right now. So in an attitude of prayer. In an attitude of worship, we just ask that you close your eyes so that you don't become distracted from what everybody else is doing. Because right now it's all about you and Jesus. Doesn't matter what your neighbor is doing, doesn't matter what I'm doing up here. If you can just close
1: your eyes with me, we're just going to focus on the Lord. And we're just going to say these couple of things. If you're in this place and you want God to come and fan the flames, and what that means. If you want Him strong, if you want to feel the fire of God, if you just don't want this to be just an emotion, but you want the power, you just say, come, Jesus. Come fan the flame to my heart. Come fan the flame to my heart. And if you're in this place and you want to accept Jesus for the first time, you want to know Him, just say, Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I repent. I know that I need you. You died on the cross for my sin. So if that's you in this place, whoever you are, we're going to give you opportunity right now to go after us, to go after with everything you've got, nothing holding you back. It's just you and God. Come on. Yeah. Emotion. We want Your Spirit to come and cover. All- change my ways. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, oh. Oh, Jesus. Yes, you have roaded
0: Spirit, you're in control here. We lay down our rights. God, there's no rules for you, God. You come and you move just like you want to right now.
1: Oh, Son, Holy Spirit, come through. Come Compress our hearts to Jesus. Fighting against I'm done fighting you. I'm done trying to do it my own way. I'm done with what I've done. I'm done with my sin,
0: I'm done
1: with my shame, I'm done with my anger, I'm done with my jealousy, I'm done with my low self-esteem. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Come on, tell them. I'm done I'm done with the old way I'm done with the old way I'm done with doing my way It's your way Oh your way Just gonna take these next couple moments more, as the guitar just keeps on playing. We're just gonna allow Him space to move. These times of worship,
0: the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, would love to move on us. He loves to just pour into our hearts. He loves to speak to us, tell us things that we probably wouldn't gotten on our own. So, would you do me the favor? God is saying, and that means just closing your eyes, focusing on just you and the Lord, and sometimes it's hard because there's so many distractions, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do right now if the Lord wants to speak to you right now with all eyes closed?
1: prayer and worship would you just make
0: Amen. You know, from from now on, what we're going to be doing is just transitioning from worship to the word. And and then I hope that as we do these things, that when we get out of these times when we're just quiet before God, or sometimes God is pouring things into us, that what he's saying to us will begin to make sense because what we're bringing the word of God into it. Amen. So that's my prayer. So before I get into the word and explain just what we're going to do, Um, let's just come to him in prayer and just, you know, not seal, but say, hey, God, we acknowledge that your spirit's in this place. So with all eyes closed, Father, we thank you. We just ask, God, that you make plain to us, that you put in our own language, that you make sense in our heads, God, what you have planned for us in your word. You tell us that your word gives us life, that you would direct our life, that you would teach us, that you would show us things from your word, the Bible. And we ask that right now that as we get into it, God, that everyone in this place would receive something today. Father, I pray that your word will go forth and accomplish the purpose of which it was sent. Pray this in Jesus name. Amen. You can lower down my mic just a little bit. It's it's a little hot. What I want to do in these times of services, I realize that I've been doing a lot of thinking, and just one of the things that come to my mind is this, is you guys are right now youth, correct? Anywhere from 12 to 20, okay? The purpose of youth group, the purpose of being here in these places is so that you guys can be prepared for life, Right? And understanding everything about the word of God. You may not understand everything, but have a a foundation. So that when you're out of high school, and you'll go into like greater things, you would have an understanding of who God is. The purpose and goal that I have is to prepare you guys. And I'm thinking where you guys will be five years from now. And so with that in mind, the Lord just encouraged me to to just do more teaching. Right? Right? And what I want to do is take these times and teach you the word of God because it would do you no good if I come up here and I try to put on a nice shirt, some nice shoes, put some loafers on and sound really fancy things that I've learned in class and it not hits you guys and you guys not understand it. And just be honest. There's been people in our lives that come up to us and like, I don't understand what you're saying. And I probably had, that's probably me a little bit. Or you may know people that, man, you know what? They talk a lot about something. I just don't understand what they're saying. And so what we're going to do in these times is make it plain. Somebody said make it plain. Because the idea is God is wanting to unveil, show himself to you. That is God's desire. That you're in this place, you probably had no idea what God wants. No, he wants you to know him. Many times people are on the street, you go out evangelizing. Well, I don't know God and God's over here. Why is he not this? God's purpose is is to unveil, to show himself to you. Amen. And he does that by his word. He does that by his Holy Spirit. He does that by the church. And so you guys are at a good place to learn more about God. And if you're ready, someone say, I'm ready. What I've been doing, this this book is called Forgotten God. It's by an author by the name of Francis Chan. We did a series uh two years ago, almost a year about uh, crazy love we talked about what it is to love god and, and what that really looks like and we use that during the time of uh, valentine's day because everybody's trying to hook up with somebody trying to get some candy trying to get some chocolate and so he wrote this other book called forgotten god and, and you the, the cover of it has the holy spirit right it's a picture of a dove it's symbolic of the holy spirit and if you ever want to pick up a book and you want to read and you want to learn about God. Pick up Forgotten God by Francis Chan. And what I'm going to be doing for these next couple of weeks is going in from this book and giving you exactly what he's talking about. Because he does exactly what I just said. He makes it plain. The title of his book is very, uh, not controversial, but it would kind of like rub somebody the wrong way. The Forgotten God. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. You see, we know God to be God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All three, one. God, all three different persons, God, that blows your minds because he's not anything like you can compare him to. Some people call him like, well, God is like an egg. You know, the shell, the white, the yolk, you know, no, 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 That doesn't even match up. If you look at it, they're all different things. See, God, see, we try to fit God in our own understanding. We just can't. And the more you study about God it's like, man, I, the more I don't know about him. Like I'm reading about this, like he's blowing my mind. I remember in a theology class, in a systematic theology one, where we're just learning about God. I'm just like, my gosh. Like, I don't know the answer to that. And it's like, you have to be okay knowing that God knows the answer and that he loves you. He has your best in mind. Oh, my gosh. That's the guy that you go through our scriptures and he proves it. And so God wants you to know him in this place. And the way that is happening at this very moment right now that as I'm talking is the Holy Spirit's going out. And he's taking the words, he's taking the word of God that I'm speaking out, and he's going and he's touching your heart. So many people find it hard to believe sometimes, but faith is going out. When I speak and I say these different things, God is coming and knocking at your heart. Would you believe? Would you believe? See, God is not a manipulative God. He's not going to make you believe. It's like you see some of the disciples here, some of the ones who are in our discipleship program who love, you know, church and like, like, man, what happened to that guy? He's over here coming early, staying late. Why is he so involved? And it's not because we are forcing them or God is forcing them, it's because they've opened their heart to God. And God said, Whatever you want, and God began to work on their heart. And God begins to do things in their life, shows them things like, you know what, I want you to serve in this area right here because you know what? You're really stuck up. You think all life is all about you. I want you to serve. I want you to serve that person. God, I don't like that person. I want you to serve them. For real? Yeah, be nice to them. No one's nice to them. You're gonna be nice. You're gonna show them and tell them about me. Ah. <sighs> And God would do that to people as you open up your life. But here we're going to get in the very basics and understand how God is speaking to us. Because if you have no idea that he's speaking to you and how he's speaking to you, guess what? The word, right over. And you see a lot of people come into church and just like, what happened? Didn't you go to church? Two things. One, they don't understand what the word is saying, what the preacher is saying. Either one, the preacher got too classy, got too confusing and they didn't understand. Or he wasn't able to share it. Or another thing was this is that they weren't willing. You'll find people a lot. And as a matter of fact, the appear in Elevate where they'll just come in and be more in, concerned or more involved with their neighbor than letting God say, God, you know what? I'm going to give this time for you. If, I'm here, if you're here, just a word of advice. If you're here, allow God to move into your heart. And you have to say right at the very beginning, when you walk in through those doors... God, what you do in this time, I want you to use it so I can understand, so I can grow up and I can learn. Amen? Because some of us, this is probably the only time we listen to the Bible or the only time we're in church. Let's keep it real, right? Because we don't go to church Sundays. Hello, you know who you are. Tap your neighbor. You know. Mm Mm-hmm. We talk about you, right? And so what I want you to start to get, because when you start opening up your, your heart to God, when you start saying, man, God, I want you in my life, it is the most amazing thing ever. And you can't be satisfied for just a little bit. You're going to want more. Oh, you're going to want more. See, you think it. We're humans, right? If I pinch myself, that would hurt, right? If, if, I, if I fall, that would hurt. We're, we're humans. We have a body. We have a flesh. We're limited. God is unlimited. We are finite. He is unlimited. Think about it like that. There is no stop to God To what he can do, what he can say, his power, nothing. We have a beginning. He never had a beginning. Let that just blow your mind. See, we see everything today like, okay, when were you born? My birthday was today, Yesterday. I was born May 3rd, 1989 on a Wednesday at 1.05 p.m. My mom tells me every time I'm born, you were born like this. I was so big. I'm like, why you got to tell me that every single time? Like, I know I can tell the story. And I told her like, okay, let me tell you what happened. You were so big. you were walking back and forth. And she's like, like, I can tell it because I remember it. This is how she remembers how I was born. I had a start date. God wasn't born. He wasn't. he, He wasn't born. God was always there. See, the earth, when he created it, the Bible says in Genesis 1, when he created everything, he spoke. And that's when we came into existence. See, you know, everything that we do has to be in time. You know, every, our life is, is revolved around time, right? You got to wake up on time to go to school, right? And if, you, if you're late, uh, do they still do this? Do they give you like, uh, you got to get like a hall pass, you get something? Is there any kind of like tardy pass? I'm, I still have on my desk. I think I'll bring it next week. I have um a temporary i d back when I was in Lane Tech. I looked messed up i was I probably might have been the ugliest freshman uh in Lane Tech at the time, just kidding you know but uh but it was bad. i'm looking at myself I'm like, man, my hair, what was I thinking? what was I doing? we our lives revolve around time, okay, and as I look at that tardy pass, that temporary uh past it reminds me of that God. God operates in time, but he's not subject to time. Think about that. God is not subject to time. He's outside of it. He looks at it, it goes by. <sighs> I don't understand it. It's going to sink in a little bit more. The forgotten God. And so these next couple of weeks, what I want to do is talk about the power of the Holy Spirit, who he is, how he's moving in our lives and in these church services, and what that means for us today. Because if you can get everything out of it, I'm telling you, your lives will benefit from it. You know the people, this is something something funny, everybody goes to school, right? Everybody goes to school. What separates somebody who gets great grades and does well in school from somebody barely making it along, failing? One of the differences, you can kind of look at it, and there's different variables and factors. One applies themselves, right? They get the work done, they're there on time, they're listening, they do the homework, and, and they turn it in. Other person just, I'm just by, just here to get by. And that separates somebody from getting everything they can from school, from getting out of high school into college and being successful somewhat, from someone who just barely gets by and I don't know what I'm going to do after this. You can tell the difference. You can see the difference. And in church, it's the same thing. But guess what? God is involved and his spirit is involved. And every time the word is preached, it's an opportunity for you to respond on the word of God. When you hear the word of God, I want you to think about it like this. Am I going to respond to that? Think about it like this. Am I going to respond? Am I going to move? Is the word of God the word of God enough for me so that it makes me want to move and do something about it? Or has it just become just nice words? You know, I remember like a lot of people when I first started getting on Facebook, everybody wanted to put the next nicest quote. Silly stuff up there like, oh, this, 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 and this, and this. The word of God is not just something we can take and just quote it to make us look good. It's something that said when we read it, we hear it, we see it, we respond to it. Amen. And so when you're here today, whatever that I'm saying that comes across to you and God is saying this right there, right there, right there, he wants you to respond. That's how God moves. That's how he moves. I'm telling you, that is how he's going to move. That's how he's always going to move. That's how he's moved in his word. And he's not about to change. You know why? Because he's God. But when we come into here, he wants us to change. Amen. And let's get into this, the forgotten God. The first thing that, you know, Francis Chan does well, he he starts off with this chapter and says, I've got Jesus. What about the spirit? And so I want to give you an idea of what part the Holy Spirit plays in the church today. Did you know that if there was no Holy Spirit, it'd be pointless to be here? Pointless in the sense that we can come and we can sing nice songs, but nice songs doesn't change people, right? You guys obviously don't come here for me singing. If you do, I'm flattered. But if you do, that's the wrong reason. But you guys don't obviously come here for our projection. You guys don't obviously come here for the lights. Let me ask you something. What do you come here for? And I, and I want to encourage you that if it's not Jesus or God, it should be God. Hallelujah, because otherwise you're just missing, you're missing the mark. And so the purpose of the Holy Spirit today in the church is to show us, reveal to us God. Amen. And so I just want to get at this one thing. I want to give you an example. Imagine you grew up in a desert island, right? And 20 years later, they rescued you from that island, Right. And they bring you into the real world. But back when you were in that island, all you had was a Bible. Imagine, so those 20 years you're on that desert island, and you're there, and you're just with the Word of God, and you're reading it, and you read from the Old Testament to the New Testament, and then you get to the part where it talks about the Holy Spirit. In your mind, from reading just the Word of God, you would have gained all these different things and all these expectations about the Holy Spirit. Then if you came to a church, you would have, man, this is what the Holy Spirit's going to do. Not having any other experience at all. You would have in your mind, in your heart, this is what he's going to do. You know what today? That the Holy Spirit hasn't changed. That when you read your Bible, you open it up, see the great things that God was doing. The power that was manifested. The lives that were changed. He's still doing that. But you know what's happened? Two things have happened. One, we've got too full off of knowledge. Or too full off of experience. Let me explain what I mean by that. Sometimes when we come in church and we sit here and we're just like, man, what's well, this guy going to be done? What's happening? What's he talking about? See, we're not really getting at that point in time what God wants to do. And what happens is sometimes we've been to church services and we've just seen nice productions. Right. We've seen a lot of shows. We've seen a lot of singing. Let's, let's, let's be real. There can be a lot bigger crowds, at a lot of concerts that are not Christian. Right. Drop names. Lil Wayne, Drake, Kanye West. Who else? Adele. You want to name country, let's get country. What's that one country, girl? Yep. You weren't even saying anything. I said, yep, yep, that one right there. Yep, that one. Just drop any name. They can get you crowds. They can fill up stadiums. Ridiculous. Sold out in minutes. Justin Bieber sold out of the Madison Square Garden in less than 12 minutes. In less than 12 minutes, sold out. Justin Berber. (laughs) Pastor Joe calls him Justin Berber. I'm telling you, people would go to places because they're drawn to it. And see, the reason what makes the church different is the spirit of the living God. But sometimes people come in, they have bad experiences and bad tastes in their mouth. Hello? You ever had something bad and just leave a bad aftertaste? You're like, I am never going to eat that again. Never, ever in my life. And then you do it one at a time because you forgot how bad it tastes. But look, sometimes we come to church and we see everything that's it's about. It's like, man, I don't like this. And you know what? We don't like, we don't like the productions of things. We don't like the intimacy of things. We don't like sometimes the way things are done. But in fact, one thing that should draw you to the church was the Holy Spirit of God, Amen. And one thing the Holy Spirit of God did in the New Testament, He transformed lives. There was healing power. There was miracles done. Demons were casted out. Lives were changed. Amen? The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, faithfulness. All of these, the fruit of the Spirit, God gave to us. And we start reading throughout the Word of God. This is what the Holy Spirit does. But what happens today in church? Somehow now our expectation of God has dwindled out. And so when we come to church, all that we're really expecting is the pastor to come and say some nice things, make you feel good. But really, it should have been, I'm coming to church because I'm expecting God to come and speak into my life. You see, if you put your eyes on a man, man will fail you. And many of us have had experiences of putting our trust in people and people have failed us. Amen. That's happened. And we learn, and what happens sometimes, our trust gets compromised. And so we can't trust people. You hear that a lot too. And we're talking to people, hey, man, why don't you give your life to Jesus? I can't. I don't know, man. Because their trust has been taken from people who, when they once trusted, and it, and it fell through. You see, when you come into this place, what the Holy Spirit is wanting you to do, he's in a place. And so when God comes to a place and we start worshiping, God the Father sees that and his attention is drawn to us. And he's looking down at the people. And he's seeing people. And some people over here worshiping, like, oh. The guy's like, he's not serious about this. Who's the next one? He'll come around, another person's on their phone. Texting. Right? And he's looking down, he's looking for the person that's desperate. You see, when I read the book of of the New Testament and the book of Acts, I see that the Holy Spirit, God, would move in places where people were desperate. Read it. Some of you guys haven't read your Bible to know that. If you look throughout the book of Acts, when God moved the most was when people were desperate for him to move. And so the first thing is this. God looks down from heaven and he looks at us and he wants us to go after him. But some of us are not going after him. But those who are, he sees. Don't ever get it in your mind that when you come into this place and that you worship God, don't think that what you're doing goes unnoticed. Do not think that. Do not think that. Know that the Father in heaven, when you're worshiping God and you're really worshiping the Lord, he sees it. And he's drawn to it. He's like, I love it when they worship. I love it when so-and-so worships like that. Man, I love it when Hector goes all out for me. Man, I love that. Man, I love it when Michael goes all out. He just worships. He gets crazy. He doesn't care. Man, I love it when Marty worship and raises her hand. But some of us, we're drawn back. Let me encourage you with this. Whenever you have a chance to worship, worship God just because of who he is, not because he's looking at you. Oh, you know, sometimes we do things because we want to impress people, right? Oh, don't tell me, don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Ever seen a girl that you ever liked, right? You want to impress her by doing stuff? Like she's walking by the weight room. I'll oh, put more on there. Oh. Oh, roll up the sleeves to get a drink of water, oh, pushing nothing thing all hard, flexing. You know what you do sometimes to get people's attention. You'll do everything and everything. Like you'll go out of your way to go grab something. Like that's not even in your way. It's like, i am going to go walk over here. But you've got to go over there. It's okay, I'm walking over here. Just so that they can see me. They notice me, nope. I'm going to do it again later. Don't worship God because you just want him to look at you. Worship him because of who he is. Because you love Him. Sometimes there's wrong reasons for worshiping and doing things. And I want you to check your heart for why you do things. That'll be a good place. Because if you're looking at your life like this God thing is not working. I've tried it before. Look at the reasons of why you do it. Why do you pray? Do you only pray to get something that you want? Like God is a magic genie. Like if you keep on rubbing it like, Genie, 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 I got three wishes. No, no, no. God doesn't work like that. And so our understanding of who God is needs to come from the Word of God. And sometimes that needs to be changed. Amen? So during this time, what's going to happen is maybe you're going to learn something that you always thought up like, I thought God was like that. Guess what? He's not like that. And your idea of who God is, your knowledge of who He is, has to come from the Word of God and not from anything else. If your friends want to say something all weird and jacked up that's not found in the Word of God, let them do that. But you're not going to follow it because we live by the word of God. Because that's when God moves. Amen. Let's keep on going. If Satan were here. His main goal would be to stop, to distract, to divert the purpose and the kingdom of God. So if he was in this place, his main point was to stop you from getting anything that God would give you today. He would want to stop it. Amen. Sometimes when we look at this, we don't understand that it's a spiritual world. I'm just going to go off of this and then we're going to go on into the word of God. I want to give you some verses. Sometimes we don't understand that this is a spiritual world, right? God is a spirit. Can you see Jesus? Can you see the Holy Spirit? No. No. So we have to understand, like, he's going to work in my my mind. He's going to work in my heart right now. And that's how he's doing it. It's not like we're singing songs. I want more of you. Someone kicks down the doors. Jesus, here I am. What's good? Here I am. That's not how he's going to do it. Like, I'm not sure some of us in our mind link, like, that's how he's going to come. And if I pray really hard or he's really going to walk through the door and he's going to pat me on the back and say, good job. That is not how it's going to happen. And that might be a funny example, but you have to understand, how is he working? When I pray, what's happening? Do you know that when you pray, you close your eyes and you engage? Really, there's no form. Like, we say close your eyes so you don't get distracted. Because when you pray with your eyes open, you look at everybody else how they pray. Like, Lord, I love you. You're so you're so good, God. And, God, I just love you. I can't believe what you're doing in my life. And You get so distracted. That's why we say close your eyes so that your mind can start engaging, start focusing on what God is saying. So that you can start praying, so that you can actually get something. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen is just a term we say in the church, say, I agree. Amen. It's like, yes, that's good. So if you want to amen me down, I'm not going to stop you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Spirit is more obviously active in places where people are desperate for Him. The goal to become aware that the Holy Spirit is doing rather than what He did months or years ago. I want to see God move through me. Do you desire God to, to move through you? When you come into this place, I want you to get in your heart. If I come into this place, I'm going to allow God to move through me. Amen? Amen. I want you to open up your Bibles, open up your Bibles to John 14, John 14, please. We're going to read verses 15 through 17, and I want to encourage you today that as we read this, I want you to know that what we're going to read right now God can only move in your life if you are fully committed to him. You guys catch that? God would only move in your life if you are fully committed to him. There's no partiality with God. There is none. You read throughout the Bible, you can't have it like that. And if someone told you that is okay, like it's okay if you want to serve God some days and you don't want to serve him on other days. It's okay to do that. Like if you want to be Christian on Fridays and Sundays, but if you don't want to have nothing to do with God, you don't have to. Because he's a loving God and he'll take you. That is opposite to what the Bible teaches. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit, if you want to be born again, you have to be fully committed to this thing. There's no, I'm just one foot in, one foot out. Let's read this, from John fourteen fifteen through 17, it says this, it says, if you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him, nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you, and in you, amen. Let's go, let's read John sixteen seven. and I want to conclude it like this. John sixteen seven. it says this, but I tell you the truth, it is good, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. I kind of went through that fast and I'm going to explain it right now. Somebody say, I'm ready. Come on, somebody say, I'm ready. Okay, this is what Jesus is saying right now, talking about the Holy Spirit and what he does in services and in our life and in your life and people's life and what he does around the world. You see, what he does here is the same in the Paul. Hello? What he does here, how his spirit moves, is the same how he moved in the New Testament. Hello? He doesn't change. We have to change according to his word. And so this is what it said. Jesus said, look, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And I will send the Holy Spirit, another counselor. So Jesus is talking to his disciples. He said, look, if you love me and... He says, and, right? If you love me and obey my commands, and I will send a counselor. Let me read it to you how it's read. If you love me, you will obey my what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Who is he talking about here when he says counselor? The Holy Spirit. Jesus is telling his disciples, look, I'm with you right now, but I'm going to go. But don't worry about that. I'm going to send the counselor. I'm going to send another one. And keep on reading. It says, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be with you. And will be in you rather. He will give you another counselor. Somebody say another. Somebody say another. That word right there. When you read this, it's important to understand it. When you read this right here. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. I'm sorry, that's the wrong verse. John 14, 15 through 17. John 14, 15 through 17. Well, it says this when it, while it's getting up on the board. It says another counselor, another of the same kind. I want you guys to get that really quickly. Another of the same kind. So w- what is God saying? Look, I'm going to go, but I'm going to send down the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to send down God. God's going to come back. Check this out. It's weird. If you try to listen to it, like, man, God's going to go, but then God's going to come back. But he's not going to be Jesus. It's going to be the Holy Spirit. But he's still God. Yep. Verse, verse uh, 16. And I will ask the Father, he will give you another. Somebody say another. Another counselor. Another of the same kind. Not somebody different. Not some supernatural energy. It's God. So he says, I will send another counselor. In John 16, 7, it says this, But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. He is telling his disciples, look, it is for your good. It's going to be good when I leave you. At that point in time, the disciples were with Jesus, and they had built relationships, and they'd seen him. they have been with through the miracles and all these different things. And it's, look, you want me to leave. You want me to go. It is for your good, he tells them. And I bet you the disciples just like, what? what, that doesn't make sense. Like, no, we don't want you to go. We want you to stay. We want you to be with us. We want you to lead us. But he says, look, it's for your good that I go so that I send the Holy Spirit so that I can send the counselor. Come on, we can trust Jesus when he says that. Amen. Why is he saying that? Why is he saying that it's for your good that I go so that I can send the, another counselor, another of the same kind, the Holy Spirit? Because now today in the church, guess what, right now in this service, without you knowing it, with some of you knowing it, the Holy Spirit's moving and he's knocking on hearts. And what he's doing, and now he's giving you the word, right? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So what I've been doing right now, I've been giving you the word of God. And so right now what the Holy Spirit is doing, he's taking that word and he's moving it inside your heart so you can have something to understand how God is moving. And guess what? The next time we get in some worship services, if you respond to those very same things that we're saying, man, the Holy Spirit, he's coming, he's going to live inside of me. Another one of the same kind. Man, I want that Holy Spirit. Man, that's Jesus. That's God. That's that's the power of God. I want that. Did you know right now that when Jesus said that, and if you look throughout the Bible and Acts and the rest of the Bible, how the Holy Spirit comes, he comes and, and lives inside of us. Just take a moment right now. Take this in. But when you become born again, when you become saved and you accept Jesus by faith as your Lord and Savior, you become born again, born of the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit of God comes and lives inside of you. Hello? That is no small thing. That is no small thing. Man, let me give you an example like this. It's going to be a far-fetched example, but I want you guys to understand this. Imagine if I told you that if, when the Holy Spirit comes inside of you, you would have supernatural ability to play basketball. Okay? Check this out. I said if the Holy Spirit comes inside of you, you would have a supernatural ability to play basketball. And you would expect... That if I said, man, I have the Holy Spirit, you would expect that when I go on the court, my jump shot will be better. You would expect me dunking. You would expect to see something greater than what you have seen before. And if you didn't see that, you would be less. You would think less of the Holy Spirit. Guess what? Today in the church, a lot of people come in and they say, well, I want God. I like the idea of not going to hell because who wants to go to hell? Nobody. Or oh, if I have to pray this prayer and do this and just do this and I'm a disciple, then I go to heaven. Sure, it doesn't work like that, but sometimes we understand it like that. And so people come into church and pretend, well, I'm, I'm saved, I'm born again. I have the Holy Spirit, right, because I'm born again. And people see other Christians and they're turned off by it. Because they look as if that's what the Holy Spirit does in people's lives, I don't want it. Hello? Some people look at others people's lives and experiences and baseball, that's my knowledge of God, and I don't want that. But it doesn't come from the word. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing from the word of God. If you're in this place and you're calling yourself a Christian, but your life doesn't add up to it. If your life doesn't bear the fruit of the spirit living inside of you, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control, all these different things, if that's not bearing fruit in your life. Hold on a second. What's going on? Either God is a liar or I'm just playing games with myself. Hello? Because when you become born again, your body becomes a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's an exciting thing. Come on now, that is an exciting thing. Now that you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. If you can do me a favor, Cynthia, you can get the song, uh, Fill Me Up. Uh, We were praying earlier for prayer. If you can just uh, get that ready. I just want to give you these couple of verses and I want to end with this illustration. Romans 8, 9. It says this. It says, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you. What is Paul saying here? Paul, who wrote three-fourths of the New Testament, he says this. He says, look, in Romans 8, 9, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. In fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. He's saying, look, God is dwelling inside of you. And he says this again in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. He says this, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. That is exciting. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is living inside of me. And guess what he's doing in my life? He's bearing fruit. Things have changed. I look at my life and I can point back that. I've changed. Nope, nope. I no longer do that. I'm no longer like this. Jesus has set me free. The Holy Spirit is living inside of me. Hey, I didn't mean to rhyme, but it did. Amen. You guys can stand to your feet for me, please. Check this out right now. What I want you to do, if the Holy Spirit, if you know right now in your heart, You say, man, he's been talking about the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Your life changing for Jesus when the Holy Spirit comes. I'm not sure if I have the Holy Spirit. Chances are, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not born again. Because you can't have born again. You can't be born again without the Holy Spirit. Right? Francis Chan gives this example. And I'm just going to take his story. He went up to his wife one day. And he's asking him. He just went up to randomly. He said, honey. Honey. You ever thought what goes in in a caterpillar's mind? You ever thought about what they think about? And she just looks at him, well, you know what? I actually haven't thought about what caterpillars think about. Caterpillars think about. And he's like, well, you know what? I've been thinking about it, and it's crazy because, you know, one day you're crawling up a tree, you're crawling up leaves, crawling up and down, and then the next day you take a really, really, really long nap and when you wake up you find yourself flying think about it your whole entire life you've been just crawling around eating leaves falling off the leaves that's been your entire life and then you fall asleep and then when you wake up you're flying (laughs) tell me that's not going to trip you out right think about that think about that for the christian You've been living your entire life one way. You've only known one thing. You've probably only known sin constantly. You've been knowing to do this. Smoke drugs, alcohol, sex before marriage. What is it? Right? Pornography. That's been our entire life. We've been doing that and that's just been every day. But when the Holy Spirit comes in your life, when you say, God, I want you you come to the realization that God now dwells inside of you. Amen? I don't want to spend my entire life crawling around like a caliper when I know I can fly. Hello? If I have the ability to go above and beyond the norm, I'm not going to just do the norm because the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. That's something great. That is God. I can't forge that on my own. That's nothing by what I've done, but because of him through Jesus Christ. When you accept Jesus into your heart, when you accept him, the Holy Spirit comes. Because you say, Jesus, I accept you. Jesus is not coming. What happens is the Holy Spirit from heaven comes inside your heart. And what happens, the Bible says that Jesus died for the sins of the world. The Holy Spirit now comes and makes that personal Your sins, your life. He comes and now Jesus, has the blood of Jesus has been applied to you. Because you say, Jesus, I accept you. The Holy Spirit comes down. God comes down and comes inside of you. Hello? I'm telling you, you know when you're saved. People know when they're saved. I remember my whole entire life I was playing around with with it. I got saved January 6, 2008. Filled with the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because I knew, oh my gosh, I had experienced power that I've never felt before in my entire life. And I had grown up in the church. I've seen some things. I've had emotional services. But I had never felt anything when I did there. I have never felt anything. It's Like, that is God. Woo! Get me excited thinking about it. And it hasn't changed. He doesn't change. If I ever get to a point like, man, I don't want to do this no more. I realize that I've drifted off from God. If God is here, guess where you're supposed to be? Right here. Sometimes we put our position and we turn away. And we go back to the norm which we come from. And God is saying, when I give you the Holy Spirit, I want you to dream more. I want you to expect more. I want you to live because now you have power. See, now you can do things before you couldn't do before. Not fly. Not play supernatural basketball. But now you're able to live free from sin. Right? We have a spirit-enabled ability to live free from sin you don't smoke no more? No, I don't smoke no more, man. What do you mean you don't smoke no more, do you? We always used to smoke. You mean you don't smoke no more? I don't smoke. What about cuss? I haven't heard you say those lately. No, I don't do that no more. What do you mean you don't do that? Come on, come on. Hello? Well, you don't lie? You don't cheat? You don't steal no more? What about that? No. Nope. I have a spirit enabling power inside of me to live free from sin. And he also gives me supernatural gifts. Hello? Start speaking in tongues up in this place, laying hands on the sick. If you guys can close your eyes in prayer, this is what we're going to do before we play any music. This is what I want you to do. I want you to search your heart right now. Can you say to yourself, with a conviction in your heart, that you have the Holy Spirit of God living inside your life? If not, we want to give you that opportunity. Many of us at times did not have that. For those who did have it, we can remember when we never had anything to do with God. And we came into a service one time when we had somebody pray with us. And the Spirit of God came upon our lives. And he touched our heart. So everybody had a starting point when they became born again. Think about this right now. Have you ever had that opportunity to accept Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, God into your life? If not, we want to give that to you right now. Before we move forward and do anything else, we want to make time for that right now because that is important because that's important to God. We only do things that are important to Him and guess what? You're important. That if He would die for you without you knowing Him, without you even being born, that He would die for you? Come on. You're important to Him and He wants you to know Him. So right now with all eyes closed, and heads bowed, is it to let everybody know that we're in this together. You know, we're not going to come and just point people out because everybody, whether if you're born again now, has had to pray this prayer, has have had to accept Jesus Christ. We want to give you that opportunity. So with all eyes closed and heads bowed, just by a show of hands. For those who want to be born again and say, man, I don't have an experience. I don't have a a relationship with God. I don't remember that. I'm just coming to church. I want the Holy Spirit. I want God in my life. If that's you in this place, could you raise your hand? Amen. Amen. Is there anyone else? One well, no shame amen this is where we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next thing right now. If you raised your hand and you know who you are, I want you by the time this is done to come up to one of our leaders and we're gonna have some of our leaders in the front uh to pray with you, okay, but I want everybody in this place right now to search your heart. Because if now you're saying that you've been born again, are you bearing the fruit that would show it? Or have you been doing everything on your own? You know why sometimes it's discouraging to be in church and never see change? Because we've been doing all the work. Because we've been trying to change ourselves. We haven't allowed God. We haven't fully, wholly surrendered every area in our life. Everything that was done against us, everything that we set our minds to, everything in our life, fully surrender to God. You can't have partiality, it has to be all of it. The Word of God, God would only work like that. He wants it all. Is that you in this place? Is that you? that your life is not bearing the fruit that you know that should be. We want to give you an opportunity to come to the Lord and say, hey, what's up? And allow the Lord to speak into your life. Because chances are, it's not Him. It's not Him. It's us. It's always us. Come on right now and and just I'm going to give you a couple moments right now. And be honest with yourself. See, it's not going to benefit anyone else if you leave here and and don't get what God has for you. And right now, the Holy Spirit wants to dwell inside of you. He wants to give you power to live free from sin, to live above this world, to renew your mind. Go on. We're going to pray right now. And we're just going to play this one song I'm going to give you an opportunity right now Just to respond This is not nothing I'm forcing you to do But being led by the Spirit Okay I mean you guys can look up on me I want to give you some direction So you guys can know what to do and feel free Okay I want you guys to come up here and pray In your own language You don't have to Make it sound like you're super spiritual, like you're a pastor, like you know what you're doing. If all you're saying is, Jesus, it's my first time. I'm really nervous. I don't know what you think about me. I want you in my heart. You know, I know that you died for my sin. He knows you. And if that's what you say, tell him. He's not going to be like, well, you're not praying, right? Pray, talk with Jesus. It's our communications, how we speak. Like you would talk to your friend, talk to God, but he's God amen I'm gonna give you an opportunity right now to pray some of us it may be the first real intimate time we're really praying we're really taking time to say God I want you God I need you Holy Spirit come inside of me and if you're in this place I challenge you to ask God for the power of the Holy Spirit and not just saying it because you said it before in church but you want to see it demonstrated through your life for some of us it's our mind The Holy Spirit's living inside, but it's our mind. We think too much about it. You know what? The early church, they knew less about the Holy Spirit intellectually than we do today. But they were experiencing the power of God like none other. Because they didn't have the Bible. They wrote the Bible a couple years after all these things happened. And now we have the Bible. We know the Holy Spirit more in our mind. But we don't know Him. Come on, right now, Father, I pray, Lord, that we will get an experience help you at these altars God God we don't just want to know you in our head in our mind we want to know you and experience you Father I pray that at these altars God that people will begin to experience you Father whether it's their first time praying God whether it's their hundredth time praying Father I pray that you would meet them here at these altars meet them here at these places if that's you in this place why don't you come up to the front and just start praying I'm just gonna release you right now just to come to the Lord and whatever is on your heart just come and pray Just come meet him up here. If I could just have two leaders, a guy leader and a girl leader, just come up to the front and just make yourself available. If you're in this place and you just want to come up to a leader and pray with them, they're going to be up here at the front and they will love to pray with you, pray alongside with you. You May not know what to say. Sometimes you just don't know. You may feel discouraged. Let me encourage you. I didn't know what to pray when I got saved either. Growing up in church, you think you know it all. I didn't know what to say. And I had people come alongside of me and pray with me and say, Hey, I want to pray with you. I want to encourage you. And they helped me get on my feet. They helped me understand what God was doing in my life. And we want to take that time to do that right now. We're going to play this song one more time, but I just want to end in, in a formal dismissal. If you want to stay here and continue to pray, we would encourage you to do that. But I'm just going to end with just a formal dismissal in prayer. Father, we thank you that you sent your Holy Spirit to us. We thank you that we can know you because of your Holy Spirit. We know the power that's in your the blood of Jesus. We know the power that comes from heaven, God. And we pray that you would make known to us today the plans that you have for our life, Father God. We pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to be evident in our lives, God. God, we don't want to be fake. We don't want to be fake with you to people. We want to demonstrate what it's like to be Christian. And God, you come into our lives and it does everything and changes us, God. We are no longer the same. Father, I pray again, Father, you fill us up with love. Some of us have lost our first love. We've lost it, God. We put other things before you. God, some of us have become too distracted, too busy. God, I pray right now, God, whoever they are, whatever their situation, God, right now you would break through that. And God, we bless every person, God, that if they leave here, your spirit does not leave them. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, you are dismissed But we're just going to leave this time open If you want to stay and pray Please do not leave if you haven't prayed with somebody Amen, amen. Before we we leave, uh, just one quick announcement about Life Group. Tomorrow Life Group is here at the church at 6 o'clock p.m. Amen. 6 p.m. We would love to see everybody. Everybody say everybody. We love to see everybody up in this place. Let me tell you one thing, ready? You will never have too much Holy Spirit. I have never yet to come across one person today in the church so I have too much Holy Spirit. If they do, they're prideful. Amen. You can never go wrong by coming up here and praying and saying, man, I've had too much Holy Spirit. Man, what's your problem? I got too much today. Nah, You're like, I want more in Jesus' name. Amen. So, guys, we want to see you tomorrow. We're actually going to go a little bit deeper of what we're talking about today. I left some goodies out. Somebody say goodies. We got some goodies for you tomorrow, both. Candy-wise, snacky-wise, and spiritually-wise. So we're going to get into this stuff tomorrow in Life Group. We would love to see you mañana a las seis. Okay? Okay? Somebody say okay. Okay. Está bien? Está bien. Okay. What other languages you got up in here? French? I love you guys. Give somebody a hug before you leave. Give them the Holy Spirit zap. Touch them and go zap. Don't be weird about it. Don't be weird about it. We love you guys. See you tomorrow, 6 p.m.